With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller. We're with you for the next couple of hours and glad you're going to spend some of that uh, period of time with us on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. If you like to bet on football, if you like to bet... Well, mostly on football, but Kenny White uh, uh, will join us. This is the BMW Des Moines guest list. Bottom of the hour, Kenny White from Las Vegas. Just a quick uh, refresher on who he is. When uh, sports wagering really took off in Las Vegas in the 1980s, Kenny's in, in his late 20s and was the line maker for most of the big properties uh, on the Strip. So the guy that's putting up the numbers on the board that then the uh, public would react to, uh, that was the guy. So he's got an incredible database, and he'll share some of that with us uh, coming up at 10.30. If you like football, you want to get kind of in that mood, start thinking about what you're going to do uh, when the fall gets here. Kenny White, Kenny White Sports. Sports.com 10.30. It's Wednesday. That means Cappy is here at 11.05. A lot of ground to cover with Cappy. Look forward to speaking with him. Uh, as we kind of said, feels like the Cubs were at the crossroads. Does he feel the same way? And if so, what does this uh, first couple of uh, games against the Brewers do? I'm going to reserve judgment until the All-Star break. Uh, as they go to Cincinnati, then host the Phillies for four before uh, finishing up the uh, first, I guess, half of the season. Although technically, it, the first half, they're halfway home today. Uh, Cardinals come in before the break. And then we will uh, talk college football with Adam Rittenberg from ESPN.com. Trent, the yes. attrition in, in the <laughs> NBA continues to be, the I, I think, one of the bigger stories of the playoffs. We've seen Chris Paul get sidelined with COVID. We know Kawhi Leonard wasn't going to be able to answer the bell. Trey Young, likewise, he couldn't uh, play last night. And then Giannis in the middle of that basketball game. And the Bucks are down, what, was it 10, I think 10, when he, um, when he got hurt? And there's speculation that it might be over as far as the playoffs for him this year. Frank Schwab uh, from Yahoo Sports uh, was alluding to that in one of his pieces here today. But, I mean, those huge, huge, huge names um, off of their respective teams. Well, it makes it a little easier to bet on Bogdanovich. To... Uh, that's where you want to start. I don't blame you. 100-to-1 hit last night. <laughs> yeah. And I told everybody listening late in the show yesterday, lottery throw, ticket, throw a buck on it. And a couple people did. I got oh, a couple of right? tweets Good. last night. Saw a couple people threw two dollars. I saw some people that threw a dollar. Somebody put three, so they got three hundred dollars in their That's return. Awesome. It was complete luck. I mean, of course, it's a hundred to one. It's a hundred to one. It is that lottery ticket, but there was some justification at least behind it. And the just- well, but at the time, I mean, I agree with you. Yes, but it became a lot more likely mm-hmm. uh, when Trey was out. Yep. 
and then halfway through and Giannis got hurt. But look, when when even before he did, Bogdanovich at the half was was he the second leading scorer in the game? I, I think, think so. Yeah, that sounds he had right. Eighteen, right? Yep. I think, and I don't remember who. Maybe it was Lou. It was Williams? Yes. Might have had. Might have had one more. Lemon pepper. Yeah, you told me that story. I forgot all about that. <laughs> he was the one, if you forget uh, about Sweet Lou, that had to go to the strip club during lockdown. He didn't have to. He chose to. <laughs> to get chicken wings. Right. Lemon pepper. They make the best at the Apparently strip club. Apparently they do. That's the best he could come up with. But uh, <laughs> Pretty good one. No, it was a good one at the time. But, boy, he was a really good one last night. Uh, terrific. Now, people are thinking to themselves, well, hang on a second. He, he wasn't the leading scorer. Yeah, Sweet uh, Lemon Pepper Lou at 21. Mm-hmm. And you tweeted... So close. Did you hit the goalpost? Yes. Yes. Oh, damn it. My lottery ticket almost cashed. It was $2, so it's water off a duck's back. Right. You're fine with it. I log into my BetRivers account, though. And you thought they made a mistake. At first, because instead of what I thought I had, which was $3.55. You thought you had two extra dollars, or two extra hundo. $5.55? That can't be right. And then I look. Oh, this is in the BetRivers contest? Yes. This isn't your own? Well, Mm -hmm. it is your money. Yes. So, oh, you're home free. You're home free. Not with Small. No, I mean, that dude will double up twice, and he'll have a thousand dollars. You in will there. be joining Small and I, and by the sounds of things, Todd Bromelkamp at the Champions Dinner that we're going to have next year. You're, you're putting that on me already. No, it's a kiss of death. You no. can't be. You can't be saying this. You got over. You're 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 north of five hundred in your account. North of five hundred, but just takes. What do they have? I I think AD has around three hundred. One double up, he's ahead of me. And and at that point, don't you go all in where it gets to the end and you kind of have to? But that's still your money. That's true, too. It it doesn't feel like it's your money because it came out of nowhere. And if you're you're wondering, what the hell are you guys talking about? (laughs) So Bet Rivers um, gathered a bunch of local influencers, (laughs) as they call us. I get a kick out of that. Um, Teddy Hawley. Smool, Downs, Williams, Stansbury, Stansbury mm-hmm. yourself. That's the basketball one. That's the, the basketball one. Did I miss anybody? Nope, you got them all. Okay. And they each and you guys each got a bankroll of $250 in your mm-hmm. Bet Rivers account. And you're in a contest. Uh, and you're asked to tweet out your picks on a daily basis. And it's different than just straight handicapping. Just trying to add a, gain an advantage because you're playing against other people. Right. And, you know, that's something we did this for March Madness. I can't. I got it, but I didn't quite get it. I didn't get – you have to bet differently than you normally do. And that's what has put me on the plus side here mm-hmm. as I've been betting round robins, especially when there was a lot of games going on. I hit two of those, and that's what put me in front. And then on top of it, I get this 100-to-1 Jeez. lottery ticket that pushes it out there. But that's the thing. So AD's got 300 bucks in his account, and it gets to Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Now, you can either keep that $300 for yourself in your account – Cash right. it out, get a chip. after all, football's coming. Or put all your chips to the middle. Mm-hmm. Try to double yourself up and with it. All about the trophy, Trent Condon. We did a commercial on it. I it's know, and I'm jealous. The trophy. And I want one. And <laughs> this helps, but it doesn't put me home free. And the check that comes along with doing yes. the commercial was very nice, too, and yeah. appreciated. Um <laughs> Well, that that's that's really cool. Bromel Camp uh, from I, I know he does afternoon drive over mm-hmm. in the eastern part of the state. I'm not K- sixteen hundred K Jim. Yep. What is it? K what? K G Y M K Jim. Gotcha. 
Uh, not as good as KXNO, but pretty good call letters no, for no, sports no, radio. You'll never come close to these no. ones. Uh, Mark Morehouse is in it, and then a couple of guys from, I think, music stations in the Quad Cities. Oh, okay. And me. And you. I got shipped out east. Mr. Hockey. Mr. Hockey's got a bank roll of zero. Uh-oh. But I'm holding a couple of aces. Oh. Oh. Well, you're lots bet futures. <laughs> That's true. Right? Well, I'm going to guess you don't have one in Montreal. No, I don't. Just a guess. I do not. Because I've heard you talk about how terrible they are for now the last month and a half. Well, they get a break tonight. Is the Lightning's going to be with one of their best players, Alex Kalorin. He blocked the shot. He can't answer the bell. So, uh, again, injuries are part of the playoffs. We get it. We're seeing a ton of it in the NBA. Trent, that was a bad game last night. I, I mean, yeah. I honestly, it made it. A lot, not that it was going to take a lot of arm twisting to watch the Cubs and the Brewers, because I like to watch those two teams. Um, but it was, it was, it was, a, it was a, um, a position that you, boy, I don't want to miss anything in the NBA because we're going to talk about that. Probably open up the show. Right. Um, and the game was awful. It was. It, it was not a good basketball game. You know what the best part of the night was last night in basketball? So at five thirty, there's nothing on, and. Um, I'm sitting in my chair, shockingly enough, and I want and and there was a, there was it's not a documentary, a behind the scenes hour long piece on inside the NBA. That's what I was talking about that, from so the other this night. Is a repeat, yes, that they had played after. I mean, it's about midnight. I think it was okay. that they were playing that a couple nights ago. Yeah, uh, yes, I remember you talking about yeah. it. So, but this, uh, so this was on at five thirty. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal, and I want to see all of it because I only saw. Maybe 20 minutes of it. Okay. It's that good, though. I think I'm I sure. saw like, I probably saw 50 minutes of it, so I missed maybe 10. Got to get the DVR out and make sure that I get that whole thing. Because you're right. It's, it's kind of one of those things that you forget about. Yeah. And it, it's not part of what you, I'm going to be mm-hmm. recording on a nightly mm-hmm. basis, so I got to get that. That's a the really fun good one. That that, the, the fun that that quartet has, um, the the back and forth, the, the Barkley versus Shaq. Shaq is, I mean, he's such a character right? right yes he's such a character and learning about him and what he does i mean that the story that came out i don't know probably about a month ago now the the fact that shaquille o'neal's was it a zales or some diamond store in a okay. mall right and some guys got his soon to be fiance's ring on layaway mm-hmm. and this is his guy's probably you know he's an hourly wage worker Shaq picked up the bill that's incredible. I mean, this is the type of guy he is. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he brought a whole bunch of youth to play basketball against police, and he's peeling them off $100 bills. You know, I mean, this is a he's it's seemingly, and there might be a story that I have no idea about that you're going to say, oh, yeah, you're saying all these good things about him, but did you see this? Maybe he does. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's just those kind of stories that you hear about some of these larger than life, literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the show itself... And the chemistry that they have, I, I'm so glad that I watched it last night. And um, yeah, that's I, I didn't realize that was the one that you were mm-hmm. referring to. But boy, it's good. And if you haven't seen it, and if you get a chance to see it, it is it's a staple, right? It, it I mean, they're winning Emmys. They're in the broadcasting Hall of Fame with shows like 60 Minutes and Sports Center and and some of these iconic shows that have been on our televisions forever. And it's not that like this one's been on forever, but boy, oh boy, the audience that they have brought to it, it's really good. Speaking of TV, did you see ESPN's hockey coverage, the group? I did. I tweeted. I, I was asked about it last night. You were. Okay. Yes. So your takeaway when you see, I mean, it is, they got a deep bullpen there. Boy, they're, they're, they're spending some money, Trent. Which, this is a good thing for hockey, ultimately. Oh, it's huge. 
financials aside, and we know the financials are good. Yeah, you're going to have to get ESPN Plus. Well, you already have ESPN Plus, uh-huh. so you're okay there. But but ABC's going to show some uh, some uh, playoff games. But most importantly, you. outside of Barry Melrose, mm-hmm. two minute Steve hit, Levy. Yeah, yeah, right, that he does on Sports Center. Yep. They just, especially during the regular season. Well, now that they own the property, we see what they do with the NBA. Yeah. Think back before ESPN was in the NBA That's game. That's a great point. They took their coverage to a completely different mm-hmm. level. Now, they're not going to throw bad money at bad and just nonstop sports. You know, 75% of sports centers on hockey, they're not going to do that. No. They understand <laughs> they the business their model. That's right. But they're also going to try to build that yes. audience on the other side. Yes. You're going to see a lot more. If you're the NHL, you're an NHL fan mm-hmm. like Ken is, this is a great thing mm-hmm. for your league. John Buchagross, uh, I mean, he's ESPN's along with uh, Steve Levy, right? Those are the two faces. But the people they've brought over, and here's one thing that jumps off. If you've seen, if you've seen the roster, the picture of the roster, it jumps off the page. The women that they are making part of this broadcast, and these are some big names. Um, Cassie Campbell Pascal does Hockey Night in Canada. The uh, She's an analyst. Leah Hextall, a play-by-play gal from where I'm from. Um, then they bring in some form. Chris Chelios is as opinionated as anybody. I think he's one of the best Americans to ever play the game, and he might be the toughest. I mean, Chris Chelios, what, what a career he had. Mark Messier. Some huge names. Ray Ferraro, who is, I think, by most people's account, north of us, uh, as good an analyst as there as there is in the game, I can't wait to see what TNT is doing. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where Olchek is going to be, along with uh, Kenny Albert. I think they got the wrong lead guy play by play. John Forslund to me is head and shoulders. He did the uh, Montreal Vegas. Uh, he's now going to be the play by play TV voice of the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Kenny Albert got the um, um, the plum job. Where Mike Emmerich, where Doc Emmerich used to be. Uh, Kenny Alberts and now that guy. They got the wrong guy. He's good, but he's he's not the best, in my opinion. But yeah, to your point, Trent, they are throwing some resources at this, and it certainly can't um, um, can't hurt as far as growth of the game. So Sean McDonough will be one of the play-by-play mm-hmm. voices. We are both fans, but as I was researching last night when I saw this list... Oh, was there one guy missing? Is that what you're going to say? No, it was, has McDonough ever done hockey before? That was my question. Oh, um... I'm guessing, yeah, because he's from, I mean, he's a the Massachusetts Northeast. guy, right? right yeah. I mean, his dad, Will McDonough, is a um, great, huge name, yeah. NBC back in the day. Sure, big, big name in sports mm-hmm. broadcasting. He was Adam Schefter yes. for us older people. Yeah, without computers. Right, yeah. But, uh, you'd wake up Sunday and you'd flip on at 11 o'clock, because yeah. that's as early as the pregame shows would start, yeah. just one hour before the game, and you go to NBC and... Mr. McDonough would be breaking the stories of the day in the NFL, mm-hmm. a lot of injury-related stuff. He was the news guy for NBC back then, back when they had what the AFC package. Gotcha. Back in the 80s and no, the was, 90s. He was really good. Um, but, uh, really good. As I was going down the wormhole, uh, I found this. Sean McDonough, McDonough voice crack compilation. Oh, yeah? Have you ever listened to this? And as, oh, there's a couple of college football calls yes, where his voice cracks, big including time. a game winner here. It's about a minute. Just give a listen, McDonough, who I absolutely I enjoy, too. and I love the voice crack. I do because it's raw excitement. This isn't manufactured. This no. isn't what Gus Johnson can kind of be sometimes, or, or somebody we both used to work with. <laughs> yeah, right, right. This is real. This is real excitement. Just listen here and think of some of the great games that Sean McDonough has done. Straight back to pass. Going deep, throwing it down the man. far sideline, and it is caught for a touchdown! Devontae Smith! That was Alabama beating Georgia for the national championship a few years back. Wide 
This next one is absolutely incredible. Oh, here's a baseball one. Just as the score of the tying run, Green to the plate, and he is safe. Safe at the plate. Sid Bream, 1991, NLCS. He did that game? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State's Jalen Watts-Jackson, and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. Double crack. Uh, That was worth the double crack, the finish of that game. Uh From the 22, second and 10, Mariota to the goal line. Tennessee, Eric Decker hangs on to that one for one of the biggest catches of his life. And uh, one more from and this Chiefs-Titans really game. The first and ten, Tennessee, and the ball comes out. The ball has come out. Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Chiefs, with a touchdown. Change Four. the course of a game oh, for the season. Incredible. Listen to this at the end. Glad your voice didn't crack that time. <laughs> His color guy giving him crap oh, about that, the voice track. Really good. No, he's terrific. Track. Yes, he, he's uh, he, he's really really good. Good for ESPN. All right. So um, one of the biggest stories in, in sports, in my opinion, uh, is what we are witnessing potentially. I know the latest is always the greatest, but what we are seeing out of Shohei Otani, Trent, these numbers that he is putting up are Babe Ruth-like. Yes. They are Babe Ruth-like. We are the going back runs. 100 years ago. Right. Babe Ruth, when did, when did he die? Forty In the 40s? Is that what it was? Not early 50s? Okay. Babe Ruth's been dead for a long time. Yes. Who, if you're a sports fan, has not heard of Babe Ruth? Now, I'm not saying 100 years from now, we think of Shohei Otani. hundred years from now, they'll still be talking about Babe Ruth. Right. But what this cat is doing, pitching, he's a better pitcher than Babe Ruth was. Babe Ruth hit for uh, a better average than Otani does. But the power numbers that he is putting up, he's going to pitch tonight and bat second. Pitch tonight and bat second at Yankee Stadium. Here's Otani's last... 14 days, all right? I want to go through this. On the 15th, he hit a home run. On the 16th, he hit a home run. On the 17th of June, pitched six innings, struck out five, walked one. The 18th, he hit two home runs. 19th, hit a home run. 20th, hit a home run. He didn't play on the 21st, Slacker. 22nd, he was 0 for 3. Pitched on the 23rd, six innings pitched, nine strikeouts, one earned run. They gave him the day off. 25th, he comes back, home run. 26 didn't hit a home run. He was one for three. But he picked up the pace in the last three days. Home run, home run, two home runs. That's two weeks. I get Schwarber's on incredible terror. Mm-hmm. Schwarber doesn't pitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Yeah. This is amazing what Otani is doing. This is one of the greatest performances on a team sport that I can recall. And I maybe he won't keep this up. But what we have seen here in the first three months of the season are nothing short of remarkable. And if this guy's not unanimous, again, we're only halfway through the season, but if he keeps anything close to this up, Trent, they're they're a bad team. Yeah. He's the most valuable player in baseball. DeGrom's great. 
Yes. DeGrom is great. <laughs> DeGrom might get a single and it's a big deal, right? That yeah. he's driven in more runs than he's given up. That's an amazing stat. I'm not minimizing it. But what Shohei Otani is doing is something we have never seen before. And I didn't see Babe Ruth. Right. right? Well, and the, the great part about this is that it does feel like everybody's catching up. It's been a conversation piece for the last couple of years. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Right. And we know the talent has never been a problem. You could see that right away, but you wondered. We've never seen this in 100 years. Does it make sense for a guy that has that much talent, that can be an all-star as a pitcher or an all-star as a batter, does it make sense to let him try to do both? Yes. Because we saw the injuries pile up, and he said, maybe it's just too much. It's just too taxing yeah. physically to try to do both mm-hmm. these things. Or... At the very least, you just make him a bullpen arm. That's what he's going to be. He's not a starter every fifth day. Well, as we see, the Angels had it right the whole time. Yep. Because those conversations were plentiful in baseball circles, and they knew. No, this isn't just a guy. This is a guy we've never seen before. Nothing like it. And now, he'll be in the home run derby, and that's going to bring a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe seeing him really for the first time Uh outside of highlights. I mean, really seeing him in live action. I'm going to guess that there's going to be a good percentage of people that'll be their first time seeing Shohei Otani outside of uh, flipping on Sports TikTok. Center. Right. Yeah. Or you see it on Twitter. Right. On, on a highlight package. Somewhere. And that's a great thing for him. And it's oh, a great thing for the game. It's a great thing for baseball. Yeah. And it'd be a better thing if, if you know, this team could make it to the postseason. Well, let's not go too far here. <laughs> but two of the biggest stars in the game. And you know what? I, Mike Trout, move over. Yeah. Well, he hasn't played in two months. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. But what this guy is doing, it is, you know, is you're almost at the point where you want to see, remember when Sosa and McGuire were doing their thing, and maybe mm-hmm. it's too early, and maybe ESPN will start doing this? Cutting in. Yes. Yeah. Our, our MLB network cut into his at-bats. MLB network has been doing it Have more. Have they? Now, I'm, I'm almost positive there's something where they basically, because of rights, they can't do it all the time, but you're right during McGuire and Sosa. Now that's also 23 years ago. Right. Rights might be a little bit different uh-huh. as it pertains to TV, but at the time, yeah, ESPN cut in. They have a baseball game on. Didn't matter. Didn't matter what point right. of the game was. Right. You were going to watch McGuire and Sosa's at bats, and, and it's getting to that level now. And it's getting to the level where every time he starts, MLB Network, all right, we're going to pick up this yeah. game. ESPN, if we can, mm-hmm. we're going to pick up this game. He can mean that much to the sport. Oh, my god! And not just here, but, of course, wild, worldwide. This is a worldwide no, phenomenon. No question about it. Hey, just real quick on this. You know, I, I, I should have, we should have spent more time on this yesterday. Uh, with with the, uh, the, the uh, little poll that you found on, on uh, I think it was New York Times, mm-hmm. as far as fandom in Polk County. Yeah. And that was from 2015, is yeah. that what you said? That's not, yep. and, and the Cubs were number one. And the Yankees were number two, and the Cardinals were number three. Mm-hmm. So you grew up in the northern part of the state. Yes. I grew up further north than that. <laughs> yes, he did. So my question was, is how did the Yankees, because mm-hmm. they dominate, well, look, the Cubs are head and shoulders, all the counties, I don't know how many counties were in the poll. Did, did you know? Did they? They have all 99. All 99, listed. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but the, the the Yankees are disproportionately, or at least you would think, mm-hmm. as far as the, the amount of fans that they have here in Iowa. How did that become a thing? Yankee baseball because they were there was always games played in October. Yes, I mean, what would that have been it? 
Nobody he, carried them, right? I mean, I know that the jock did. Right, but no, it was but, nothing like that. It was nothing that it was radio. It's, yeah, the brand. And mm-hmm. easy to root for a winner. It's the same thing. You see so many Steeler jerseys when you go to yeah. watch a game on Sunday at a sports bar. Why are there so many Steeler fans? Because they were good. Right. Cowboys. Why are there so many Cowboy fans? Because they were good. And it's the same thing with the Yankees. Now, they had the lull during the 80s. And actually, my generation, at least the people that I grew up, not a whole lot of Yankee fans. No, Don Mattingly played at the wrong time. <laughs> yes, he did. But a half generation behind me, guys that are 8, 10, 12 years younger, you see a ton of them. Yeah. And the same thing, half generation older than me. But you they didn't, have, the they didn't have uh, the Braves reach. Right. There was no TBS at the time for the Yankees. But even think of people a little older, too. We were lucky in North Iowa, two hours away from Minneapolis, to get a dozen games a year on TV. Probably saw about that many Yankee games with Monday Night Baseball mm-hmm. back then with huge. ABC. Yep. And the Yankees were probably on there, certainly during the 70s. Play-by-play? Play. I'm going to guess a half dozen times a year. So you think that that's, what it's, that's behind that's, it? They were the national brand, yes. and they permeated the fandom here in the state of Iowa. And the Red Sox stunk. Uh-huh. There wasn't The Dodgers would be another one. And as they become more pertinent here over the last 12 years or so, the Dodgers, you've seen those fans come back out of the woodwork. John Bonacamp, he's always been there. But sure. the other ones have kind of come, oh, yeah, I've always been a Dodger fan. Oh, really? I never knew that <laughs> because they weren't relevant. But there's more of those, too. It just Yankees are a different level. It might be the best brand of sport because Yankee baseball. Yankees, Cowboys. Cowboys are close, but. Yeah, it might, you, might be the, you might be right. You might be right. I think this because in, there's it, other national right. brands. I don't want to bring soccer teams into it. Yeah. You know, from across the pond, we're talking about you know right. uh, North American teams. Yeah, um, yeah. But so if, if you missed it, so the Polk County it broke down like car, uh, uh, Cubs number one, mm-hmm. Yankees actually a relatively close second. It was I think thirty four percent Cubs. 13% Yankees, 12% Cardinals. Right. And they only listed the top three teams by county. Right. Um, and then if you go to, what, what county did you grow up in? Mitchell County. Mitchell County. Yeah, it was 59% Twins. Yeah. Cubs were 10%, and I think it was the Cardinals maybe that were next up 5%, something but like there's, that. But the Yankees showed up in a lot of yes. these 99 counties, and that was a uh, poll taken New York Times mm-hmm. 2015. It, it struck me last night, I wondered, you know, I should have asked you to follow up more on it mm-hmm. as to how the hell they became uh, as popular as they did. But I think it had to do, like you say, the brand, the mm-hmm. pinstripes. There yeah. was games there every October, <laughs> seemingly. <laughs> that helps, too. For, for a long time. Kenny White, off to Vegas, we shall go next. KennyWhiteSports.com. Again, folks, this is as good of a, big as the name uh, in sports wagering and sports handicapping as there is. He set the line for the majority of the properties in Vegas in the 80s and 90s and did so as a 20-something. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com, live from Vegas next. Miller and Condon till noon, 1460 KX and 106. Heart Media. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial as we take you here. Uh, up until noon, coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, David Kaplan will join us from uh, Chicago ESPN 1000 and NBC Sports. And then Adam Rittenberg, ESPN.com, will slide on in here, name, image, and likeness. I'm assuming we'll come up at some point uh, with Adam Rittenberg. You know, I think that um, 
nothing to fear but fear itself and the fear of the great unknown. Do you get the sense that college the college sports fans um, that might be the the box that we fall into just because we don't know what this is going to do. Mm-hmm. We fear the change. We don't want change. It means it means so much to us college sports in general. We we just want it to be the same forever, right? Yes. Um, well, what's the old thing that you used to say about the cheating in college sports? Just don't tell me about it. Right. I don't want to know. Don't want to know. Right. I want to turn on my TV and I want to be entertained, and I will be. I do wonder how quickly this is just going to become, what were we so worried about? That's how I see it, Trent, 100%. Because ultimately, we know there's cheaters, right? right. I finally looked under the bed, and you know what? There wasn't a boogeyman there. Right, yeah. It was fine. Yeah. There... And some of the the justification about why this is bad for college athletics, they are just so, they're asinine. I, and I think it goes back to the, we just don't want anything to happen to our beloved college sports. Which I get. I do too. You don't want to see it look different. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see it be light, JV professional sports, right? Yeah. Because there is something special about mm-hmm. collegiate sports and it makes it it is different. The love of the game, those kind of things. Well, if you're really that enamored with that part of it, then go watch D3 Athletics. Yeah, and you won't. You'll come back. Yes. You'll, you'll come back very quickly. Go down and watch the Central game. Yeah. Go hang and, out. And no offense to them. No, absolutely not. But that is different. Right. That, that is a different level. No, no doubt about it. Um, we, we're starting to see some of these athletes. Caitlin Clark has on her Twitter feed a... Uh, um, for business inquiries, contact. We're seeing, we're seeing, oh, oh, I can't remember what, it might have been Mertz at Wisconsin, filed a trademark. Is that what it is? His own logo. It Does it look good? Good for him. Uh, we're, we're seeing a ton of this stuff. Bohannon is going to cash in, rightly so. Um, I, 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 honestly, I believe we're making a big deal of this, and we'll look back, as Trent said, in a few years and, yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal, was it? Uh, let's go to Las Vegas. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. He is with us. His uh, latest, it's it's out, the 2021 College Football Power Ranking Magazine. Kenny, great to talk to you. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, how are you, old friend? Oh, i got to punch the button. You there? I'm in Orlando, Florida. Are you? Nice. Yeah. Yes, yes, on a tw- uh, 17-day Griswold uh, RV glamping <laughs> vacation. Nice. So is that an annual event, or will you get the magazine out and then you go exhale somewhere? Is that it? First, first, first time ever. Yeah, no, this first time ever. Uh, I'm still working on my NFL magazine, and then um, that is to go to print July 8th. Uh, once that is finished, then it's back into college football because there's going to be about, I'm going to say, 100 players that are not on college rosters right now that will show up in college rosters uh, in August because of uh, the transfer portal. Still, yeah, still, still going strong, no doubt. So, so let's dig into it a little bit. As I've told people before, Kenny, I, when I first met you, uh, and I and I walked into your office, and you had binders, a pa- literally a page on every player uh, in 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 college football, and I, and I tested you, and I bring this up all the time. All right, show me Zach Spears, a backup backup offensive lineman at Iowa State. You went right to the S's in Iowa State, and you showed me Zach Spears' uh, power rankings. What you do? 
So with this year, with all the players that are taking advantage of that super senior year, how much more more work was it for you uh, to come out with this magazine, knowing that you've got a whole bigger, a much bigger database of players? Yeah, I think it was maybe just the time element that I had because I needed to get my work done by the end of May to get it out on the newsstands as quick as possible. But the process is still the same. It's, you know, size, speed, experience for your position, plus any other intangible information I get, and then all their stats they build up for their position. But this is going to be the best year of college football ever because of all the players that you just mentioned. And we have fifth-year seniors, and those fifth-year seniors, that means you've you played four years of college football. You didn't take a red shirt, and you're going to get another year. Well, we also have six-year seniors, which those guys have played four years of college football, had a red shirt year to boot, and now they're getting another year. There are over 1,600 players hmm. with that classification that have already played four years of college football. So that means there's more than 10 per team. That could be more than five starters on offense, five starters on defense for teams. And it's not equal across the board because actually the military academies chose not to go that route. And a lot of the upper tier educational acti- uh, um, institutions, the Stanford's, the Dukes, the Vanderbilt's, uh, the Northwesterns of the world did not bring back those type of players. Maybe, maybe just a couple here or there, but they didn't bring back the masses like everybody else did. So this, my average power rating is 100 normally. It has crept up over the years because players do get bigger and faster and stronger. But now they're more experienced. My average team is now a 105 and a half this season. Hmm. Kenny, with that right here in our state, Iowa State, a lot of people pointing to, depending on how you counted up, 20, 21 returning starters. They got a slew coming back. But then you look around the conference. TCU has 19 coming back. You look at some other teams and... Iowa State's not alone in the book. How much have you had to adjust because of that? And when you normally see that number of 20 returning starters, it's an automatic, boy, they got a chance to be really good. How much does that temper what you're doing when you look at those returning starts? Well, Trevor, great subject. I love to talk about it all the time because returning starters, what really what really signifies a, a returning starter? Uh, 70% of the starts from the year before, uh, you started the last four games, um, I, I don't know. You started more than half. I don't know, but I do it differently. I do it snaps. And every 50 snaps you have, you do get one start. And I give points for each 50 snaps to your built up. When you have over 350 snaps in my criteria, then you're, then you're a returning starter. Mm. So on Iowa State, I have 10 players with more than 350 starts on offense. There's 13 on defense that have had more than 350 snaps on the field. Uh, North Carolina State has 15 on offense and 15 on defense. I think they're a tremendous team. Now, Iowa State, I think, is going to be very good. I have them ranked 19th in the country, but they do play a really difficult schedule. Uh, Iowa, um, I, I'm a little down on Iowa this year. They have seven offensive starters and just six on defense that have played 350 snaps on the year. Um, also got question marks about uh, their quarterback, Spencer Petras. Uh, he's, he's very good, very smart quarterback. has got a strong arm. He's going to have to really... Uh, show me that he can throw better than he did last year. 1,500 yards on 245 passes and only a 57% completion percentage. He does rank above average, but he's still, you know, more in the middle of the pack in college football. And I think that's going to be the, the, the killer for Iowa this year that they will not have the quarterback they need to really take them where they need to be. 
Yeah, a lot of people feel the same agree. way, yeah, including my partner Trent here. He's, he's uh, we've been saying this for a while. So, so, so Iowa State at nineteen. That's interesting. Your power rankings, Kenny. Uh, Big Twelve teams ranked higher than them. Obviously, Oklahoma is one. Who else? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I have, I have, you know, first hitting on Iowa, Iowa State now. Teams improved during the year as well because I mentioned three hundred and fifty. Uh, snaps on the field. There's probably players that have 320 or 300, 300, whatever, 340, and they're going to go over that. So teams will improve. They'll get better. Um, I'm looking at um, Iowa State. I, I feel like this team could be 7-0 and going into the West Virginia game at West Virginia. If they win that, they beat Texas at home. This is an 8-0 football team. Uh, anything could happen. Uh, but there are a lot of very close games that they would win at Baylor, at Kansas State, uh, home against Oklahoma State. It's a tough schedule, as I mentioned. So that, that'll be a really good test for them. Uh, in the, in the Big 12, I know I've got Texas. Oklahoma's one of my, my, uh, surprise teams, my long shot. I don't know if it's really a long shot, but I really think Oklahoma has the talent to go toe to toe with Clemson and Alabama this year. Those three I have rated the three highest teams in the country. Uh, they'll they'll be battling all year. I have Texas number eleven, uh, Oklahoma State number sixteen, and then Iowa State number nineteen. But the Cyclones get uh, the Cowboys at home, so I have them winning that football game. And uh, as I said, Iowa State is uh, so close, uh, a couple point improvement in their power rating, um, and they could be close to being in the top ten. And uh, that, I got a good feeling that may happen. I love their quarterback. And I love their coach. So uh, we talked a little bit about Iowa State, the Big 12 as a whole, in Iowa. How about their brethren, the Hawkeyes, in the Big 10 West? Is We know Wisconsin, they're going to be up there. Feels like a good chance, though. They had a step back last year. Who else in the Big 10 West do your numbers like this season? Uh, in the West side of it, boy, that's a good question. Uh, I'd have to pull up my Big Big 10 page. The 130 teams, I have over 9,000 player power ratings in the magazine. Wow. And I've always said this magazine is meant to write in. It's, it's a workbook. It's a work. I'm, I'm writing in it now, making changes. When I see somebody, I'll make a change, uh, bring a player in, uh, maybe a new starter. So I'm going to be making changes every single game, every single week. And that's what I suggest people do. And people may not, may not like my ratings. They may not like your opinion on Spencer Petrus and they may want to rate him higher give them a couple more points, rate the team a couple points higher, uh, and, and that gives them a better chance to win those games. So, again, I, I will be changing things daily uh, in the magazine as I get to the, the Big Ten. Um, in the West Division, I have Wisconsin, uh, the, the, the top team at winning 5.9 conference games. Minnesota, second-best team in the conference, 5.2. Nebraska at five wins, and I know the Iowa Hawkeye fans aren't going to like that. And then I have Iowa uh, fourth, 4.5. Now I have them playing the 18th most difficult schedule in the entire country. Uh, offense will be a, a struggle. I have them the second lowest scoring team in the West, only above Northwestern. Uh, they'll be followed by Illinois, Purdue, and then Northwestern in the standings. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com is our guest. Kenny, just uh, as an aside, and we get some info. We want to make sure that our, our audience gets some information. We'll have you back on once the NFL magazine uh, gets published. But you know, just go back to, to the beginning of your career and where we are here today. With what now, thirty-one states? Is that where we are that have legalized sports wagering? You were 
you know, one one of the first. I know that uh, that sports wagering beat you to Las Vegas, but still, you're a young man and you're setting the lines for some of the bigger properties uh, in on the Strip. Did you, when you guys were sitting around having a beer with you and some of your brethren, ever think that that the country would go this sports wagering crazy at some point? Yeah, my my dad told me in in the 1980s. Uh, he said, 20 years from now, you'll be able to go to the games and bet at the games. And I thought, wow, that'll be great 20 years from now. And that was, you know, early 2000s. It didn't happen then. But uh, you and I met around that time. Mm -hmm. And uh, since then, it's, uh, yeah, it's starting to spring up and go crazy. I've always thought it would be. Glad it is. It's a great entertainment. Uh, If you do it right, it actually is a great investment. And uh, it's a fun investment. So, And that's what the magazine's about. It's to help you handicap yourself so that you know how good these teams are. And that's why I put the magazine together. But people who, you know, they, they use the eye test. That's tough to do with 130 teams. And when your team wins the game big, uh, you don't know if, how good the opponent really was. But if you have my magazine, you do. You pick it up and you say, well, uh, we know 100 is usually the average rating, but this year it's a little higher than that. So you can kind of compare and know if that team's a great team, an average team, or a very weak team. Kenny, looking at the top of college football, we talked about Oklahoma, Ohio State certainly going to be in the mix, but Alabama and Clemson, they have dominated things. Now, their returning starters look a little different than some of these other teams that we talked to. How you've maybe had to adjust, specifically Alabama and Clemson, just because of the way that they're recruiting, and even when they re- lose a lot of starters, you know there's so much talent waiting in the wings. Yeah, you know, my dad figured everything out uh, uh, 40 years ago about this, and the first thing he does in, in any sport, which I do now because I learned it from him, was you, you rate the recruits that are coming in. So every recruit on every team in the magazine has a rating as well. So you can plug them in. Uh, they have an above average rating. Uh, the average is zero. If you're higher than zero, you're above average. So, you know, Alabama and Clemson, they recruit five-star players. So we rate these players out on how highly they recruit it, but their talent, their size, their speed. And, you know, you're right. Uh, people will say, uh, you, these teams reload. Alabama has seven returning starters on offense meaning they have seven players with 350 snaps or more. But those other guys that are reloading that don't have 350 snaps are the cream of the crop from high school, the biggest, strongest players there are. And these guys fill in with no problem because they overcome that experience with talent. And that's why Alabama and Clemson can uh, uh, succeed and reload every year the way they do. Uh, uh, That's, again, each guy coming out of high school, they get experience points from how good of a high school they played at and how highly recruited they were um, and how many stars that I get. I do my own star system as well. So that's, the, you know, if you're coming out of a, a modern day, a Bishop Gorman, a, Don Bo- a John Bosco, uh, one of the great powerhouses in town, uh, IMG, you're, you're already getting like four experience points on my chart, where if you're coming out of the high school I came out of, Spotswood High School in New Jersey, you're getting zero experience points because it's such a small school. So uh, those kids that are coming out of big schools and high schools get a – big edge in their experience ratings just to start their college career. Now, last thing for you, Kenny, what is Circa going to mean to uh, sports wagering in Las Vegas? Yeah, Circa's been great. Uh, you know, very advanced in the in the sports betting world. Derek Stevens, the owner, he uh, knows that sports betting is the, is the wave of the future, and he's a, uh, he'll, take a, he'll take a chance. He's a better. He loves to bet. He's made some major bets in his life and thought, well, let's have a book that takes those big bets. I'll take them all on. He'll take all comers. They open up first in college football. And uh, college, they open up first, I think, in almost every sport. Uh, 
So, yeah, they do a great job over there. they got a great crew. Matt Metcalf runs that crew. Uh, and it's a, what a venue. When you come to Vegas, you've got to go see it. The sports book is gigantic. But outside the pool, the pool is just amazing with some big screen TVs. And it really is like a sports better paradise. Sit in the pool, watch the games on Sunday and the NFL games. <laughs> Yeah, the time of your life. Uh, hey, how many of those uh, NFL season-long contests have you won in your career? Uh, season-long contests, uh, never won one. Um, I won two contests at the Stardust that were they were season-long, but they weren't like these major contests gotcha. with 16 people in it, and it was a draw. But I, I did win one. I shouldn't say that. There was a, there was a contest in, in Henderson called Barley's Casino, and I did win that. I hit 69%. And at the time, it was a world record for the number of picks for that high of a percentage. It, since that number, sixty-nine percent, has been broken by somebody in the uh, Hilton. But I did forget about. I did forget about that. Actually, that uh, that was a fifty-three thousand dollar payout for winning that contest. <laughs> nice. <laughs> forget about those. Yeah. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports dot com. Uh, uh, your your magazine is out. Anything you wanted to say about it, Kenny? Just uh, is that Barnes the best place to go? Yeah. Mar- you know, sorry, Iowa Hawkeye fans. I love, the, I love you know, both programs because I love both coaches. And, you know, I just – I don't rate by favoritism. But uh, they're good programs, and hopefully they'll uh, overachieve what I think they're going to do. But you can get the magazine at uh, any Barnes & Noble starting next week. All Barnes & Nobles will have the magazine. Or you can go to Kenny White Sports to get it. Uh, we are doing uh, – we do charge uh, $9.99 shipping and handling. But it's two-day mail, so – I'm paying seven ninety nine of that money just to get it out to you so you get it quickly. Good stuff, Kenny. We'll talk to you throughout the season. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a great season. Yeah, you do the same. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. Good stuff. Ten minutes before the hour of 11 o'clock, David Kaplan. He's 15 minutes away. We'll head to Chicago. You Chicago Blackhawks fans got some good news. Your captain is coming back, Jonathan Taves. They figured out his ailment that caused him to miss the year. Chronic inflammatory chronic inflammatory response syndrome. Easy to say. I have no idea what it is, but that uh, knocked him on his you-know-what mm-hmm. for the entire season. Um, lots to get to with Cappy. That'll be part of it. Miller and Condon till noon, 1460 KXNO. One of the burbs. Welcome back. Final couple of minutes of hour number one. Again, David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. He'll be here at 11.05. And Adam Rittenberg uh, covers college football for ESPN.com. So a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was recently as last week, you came bouncing into the studio. You'd done the math. Oh, are you breaking up my Minnesota Twins? I am, Trent Condon. Have you? Uh... They sucked me back in last night, too, because like you said earlier, the NBA game stunk. It was terrible. I I was at the Cubs, but the Twins were coming back. Uh... There was the jawing that was happening. Maybe this is the ignition that they need if I... they come roaring back. You know what? I'm glad Donaldson did it. That yeah. might have been the igniter, as you talked about, mm-hmm. to... To get the team back um, headed in the right direction, it's just it's not there yet. Nate, it was terrible. Right, he, he walked five. Oof. Looked just bad. That guy was second in the Cy Young last year. Isn't that something? And now he is certainly a D mm-hmm. plus, maybe C minus pitcher in the league. It just 
how quickly things can change. One little tweak and but Donaldson. So you saw the quote from Giolito. I did. We're, we're not going to play it because I haven't had time to bleep what he said. But he called him a blanking pest. Yeah, he's right. You, you watched Josh Donaldson for a number of years with your Blue Jays. I did. I've been watching him now with the Twins. And that before is, that, when he was with the A's. That is a perfect yep. description of him. He is a blanking pest. Mm-hmm. And Giolito, A, he's exactly right. You got something to say, say it. Yeah. I didn't like that part, even as it happened. Now, did I have a sensible chuckle? Of course I did, because <laughs> it's my dude on my team. But yeah, you got something to say. Don't act, oh, I got sticky hands as you're coming across home plate after a home run. Say something if you really want to say something. And the other part, he ended the uh, quote with, eh, they're in last place. Yeah, he's right about that, he got too. scoreboard, and that helps a long ways, he, too. He does. You know, Barkley said it last time we was talking about the Bucks. Uh, this was before Giannis got hurt. Um, the team doesn't have any killers. They're just a, a they're a nice team, but they don't have like a Josh Donaldson. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those guys. Every team's got one of those killers to use Barkley's line. Apparently, that uh, inside the NBA is a five four part show, four part series. Yeah, Keith uh, Murphy helped us out here. He's watched it all. Said the Barkley one's the best, but they divvied up between the four people involved. Oh my God! Whatever one I watched last night was it had to be Shaq. It was so good. I can't wait to see the other three. Mm-hmm. That was good news. Cappy kicks off hour two. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3.